All right. Got lots to do, lots to do. Baruch Hashem. Brand new parak. Today's daf is daf Yud Tes, page 19 in Mesechus Tainus, and we pick up on the bottom of Yud Chesomad Beis, 18b, with a brand new parak, and similar to the second parak, if we recall. Remember the second parak, the Mishnah, was incredibly long. It was a very, very long Mishnah. It took up most of the daf. So this Mishnah is on the Ches, Yud Chesomad Beis is going to take us towards the bottom of Yud Tes, Amud Aleph, and this parak in particular, um, as uh, you know, as we start the third parak of Meseches Tainus, it's not the final parak of Meseches Tainus, but this parak is full of agadita, full of some unbelievable, fantastic stories um, to learn through and to understand, and with Hashem's help, we hope to do so. This uh, this should be this parak should be a lot of fun. All right, Zok the Mishnah on the bottom of Yud Ches Amud Beis Seder Taniyos Elu HaAmor. The order of the fasts that we're talking about, Beravir Rishayna is talking about. If we recall correctly, when did we start fasting? When the first rains of the season, the Beravir Rishayna didn't come. The first rains never showed up. However, if you have things that sprouted differently, okay, so meaning it, it, it started growing, but it's not growing correctly, then we immediately start to cry out. I believe there's a beautiful message in this. Because remember, when it didn't rain at all, we said you start a whole series of fasts and it's, it builds up from the first three to the second three to the seven, right? Says the Mishnah, let me tell you something. What happens if it did rain, but the crops are not going normal? It's not coming along appropriately. You need to jump in right away and start with the, and start with the fasting. There's no process that's needed. And what's so beautiful about this is that we find this in our own lives, right? Very often, it, we, we might be delayed in starting. Okay, so you, patience, a little bit of patience, and then it comes. At times, it can be even worse, though, to just start something, and then it's messed up, right? It's, very, it, it's a lot easier to start from scratch than to have to redo something that, that, that's, uh, that's already messed up. When things are not growing normally, you jump in and uh, start with the fast process right away. Okay? Similarly, if it started raining, but now there's a 40-day break between the two rains, also, we immediately began to cry out, this is considered a famine. It's considered a famine. Um, now, we're going to see why it's considered a famine, but suffice it, to, to, suffice it, to it for our personal understanding right now is that when it doesn't rain at all, avada, it's a problem. It's even a problem, though, if it rains and then it stops for a long time, okay? Because even then, yes, I did get the rain, but it's not, it's, it's not going to happen. 
the, the growth of the produce. Yardu litzmachim. Let's say it fell, the, the rain falls out in the fields for the, for the things that are sprouting, for the crops. But it didn't grow for the tree, or the rain fell by the tree areas. Let's say there's not enough rain for the the, the, the wells, the ditches, and the, the um, irrigation. Also, we start crying out. Similarly, a city where there's no rain that fell in that particular town, but rain did fall in surrounding areas, Rashi explains. The chsev, that's also a problem. The chsev, in one city it does rain, the other one it doesn't rain. In one chilek, it's going to be uh, rained upon. So, what do you do in such a circumstance? So, listen to the issue. We're about to turn, we're turning now to the top of today's daf. But listen to the issue. What's happening over here is, you have one town where there's a drought. The surrounding towns have rain. That is considered a tsara for everybody. This is everybody's problem. You know why? Because the town that doesn't have any food is going to start using up the crops and the produce from the neighboring towns. To put it into, into non-farming terms, very often you could have a family that gets by with the, financially with the ability to support one family. But the moment you need to support your kids, now you're supporting two families. There's not necessarily enough to go around. Okay, So a city that has rain could support itself. But when its neighbor doesn't have, who says that one town has enough? So now it's a tsara for everybody. It's a tsara for the city that doesn't have and the neighboring towns as well. Let's read this inside. Top of today's daf, Yiktasam and Aleph. The city that doesn't have any rain begins to fast and cry out. They need to fast because this is also an issue for them. However, they don't cry out. No, they cry out, but they don't begin to fast yet. Fasting, they can uh, they hold off of. Remember crying out, we had the whole discussion, whether it means with the shifer, whether it means with davening. Also, if you have a city that has a, a plague of dever, dever is like a death of animals, or the buildings in that city start to fall down. Okay, unfortunately, this past year has been a tough year for Klal Yisrael when it comes to buildings falling, right? And... Uh, you know, um, you know, with buildings and things that are erected in Meron, right? So on and so forth. When when you find an issue of buildings in an area beginning to collapse, that city where these things are happening begin to cry out. Everybody else cries a, a fast, but they don't cry out. Okay, listen to this. Says the Gemara. When do you know if something is considered a plague? It is. We're coming, right? Either some people say we're done with Corona, we still have a little bit of Corona, it's coming back, and this and that. Says the Gemara. When is something considered a plague for a city? 
Ir HaMetziah Chomish Me'as Raglai says the says the Mishnah, five hundred working men. The Yatsu Mimena Gimel Mason, and out of these five hundred working men, very important. Okay, first of all, the number five hundred, we got that. Working, we're saying because it has to be people that are out amongst the island. We're not dealing with those that are already you know hanging out inside their homes, retired. They're not out amongst the crowd. No, 500 people that are, you know, they're going to shoal, they're up and about. And they're on foot, they're walking around. The Yatsman give Mason, out of the 500 working men, men who are around, um, Chabal, three of them died. On three days in a row. Hareza Dever, that's considered Dever. Pachas Mikan means a Dever. Less than that is not considered. Dever. Okay? And on the following um, issues, we are Masriyan Bechol Makam. Okay? No matter what, it's not limited to the city. If these things happen, everywhere begins to daven and cry out. On strong, destructive winds. And on dried out produce. And locusts. And Chosilokis, Valchayara, and Chayara, wild animals are attacking Valacherev. And when there is war, Masriim Aleya Mepneshihi Maka Mahaleches. Everybody cries out because this is something which is not limited to one place. If you have soldiers that are starting to attack one city, um, so it's going to continue. And therefore, everybody needs to be concerned. Okay. Now, says the Mishnah. Maisa, there's a story. She heard the Zkanim Yushalayim, the Reva goes, Danias, the Zkanim, the Sanhedrin, went down from Yushalayim and they wanted to declare a Tainus. Why did they want to declare a Tainus? Al Shanira Kimaloi Pi Tanur Shidofain Ba'ashkalain. Because it looked like in Ashkalain, not the Ashkalain we know of, Rashi explains. Um, but it, uh, actually the Gemara later on is going to get into this, but um, it looked like there was going to be tremendously damaging winds. There also were wild wolves that had torn up two children in the Eber Hayardin across the Jordan. The wolves didn't eat them. Because the wolves had been seen in areas where children wander. Okay? And therefore, it was already considered a tzara that moves around. Because you have a wolf, or you have these winds that move from place to place. It was no longer something that, that, that was going to be limited to where they were seen. The members of Sanhedrin went and declared a tainus for everybody. Okay. Says the Mishnah Vaiter. Al-Elu Masriyam Bishabbos. And for the following Tzaras, we even cry out on Shabbos. Okay? Now, we're familiar with the halacha that we don't daven for personal things on Shabbos. We daven for the welfare of Kal Yisrael, for the welfare of a Kehillah. We don't daven for personal needs on Shabbos. Okay? We're going to get into, however, what about making a Mishaberach for Chaylam? We know that in Shul we make a Mishaberach for Chaylam, right? We do that. So what's the deal? 
What's the deal Mishbeach? So it's actually part of this Mishnah because the Mishnah says, listen, for the following things, we will daven on Shabbos and cry out. If the Goyim are laying siege on a Jewish town, or there's a river that, that's going to flood the city. And, ready for this? If you know of a boat that is in danger in the ocean. So, I'm not on a boat, I'm in shul. But you daven for the immediate danger that is taking place. Meaning, the mission is letting us know. If somebody or a group of people are in immediate danger, you're allowed to daven for them on Shabbos. This is why we say, This is how it started. Because if, if you have chaylim, people are in a matzav of sakana, you make a mishabera for them. You daven for azara, you daven for help. Meaning you can call out for help, you can cry out for help. If, if somebody could do something about it, but we don't stam, uh, do davening. af al This applies to deber as well. You daven for it on Shabbos. did not agree with him. Okay. Now, we said that you're, uh, we're saying, not we said, we're saying that you're, al- you're also allowed to daven on Shabbos for tsaris that come to an entire tzibur. You have a city. You have Klal Yisrael. There's a sakana happening. Masri and Aleim, Chutz, Meiroiv, Geshamim. These things, all of Klal Yisrael davens for it on Shabbos, except for Roiv Geshamim. Meaning, meaning, Raiv Geshamim, there's enough rain, there's just extra rain where it's becoming an annoyance to people. So when there's a lot of rain, the fields are heavily saturated, and we want it to stop raining. So that we don't daven for on Shabbos. Now the Mishnah is going to explain this halacha with a fascinating story. All right? Now this story, many of us are familiar with in, uh, in about four days, Bez Hashem, three to four days, we're also going to learn a little bit of a continuation of the story. We're about to learn the story of Chaini Hamadl. Chaini, the circle maker. Okay, many of us have heard the story as children or as adults. Let's read this inside. There's beautiful and powerful messages. Let's take this step by step. Misa, there was a incident that happened. Okay. Shamrulaylachaniyamadl. The Yidin said to Chayni Hamagel, who was a tremendous tzaddik, his palo shiordu gushamim, daven that it should start raining. Amru lehem, Chayni Hamagel said, you know how it's going to start raining? Let me tell you what you do. First, anything that you don't want wet, bring inside your house. That's how much amuna we need to show that this is going to work. Bring your bikes in, bring your ovens in, anything you don't want wet, bring inside your house. This way, they won't get ruined. Guess what happened? Chayni Amagil started to daven and ain't nothing doing. Nothing happening. It wasn't davening. The, the rain wasn't falling. Okay. Me'asa. What did Chayni Amagil do? Listen to this. Og Uga. He circled the circle, which is how he got his new last name. Hamagil. Yeah, Chayni the circle maker. He drew a circle. Va'amad Basaycha. And Chayni stood inside the circle. And he said, creator of the world. Your children, Bnei Yisrael, are turning to me to daven for you. I know why they're turning to me. You know why? 
because I'm a Ben Bias. A Ben Bias, somebody who moves into your house and they know where your coffee cups are kept. All right? They know where you keep your cutlery. They know everything about you. Chani says, Kaiso is turning to me because they know that you and I, you, Rabbi Shalom, and I have a comfortable relationship. I'm a Ben Bias. Therefore, I swear by your great name, I will not leave this circle. Hashem, I know you love me and I love you. Guess what? I am not leaving the circle till it starts raining. How about that? This is how he's talking to Hashem. And it started to drizzle. Omar, Chaini Yamagil says, that ain't what I'm talking about. I'm not asking for a drizzle. I need the wells and the, the, the irrigation ditches and the watering holes to be filled up. A drizzle ain't going to do that. And it started, it was a torrential downpour. Omar and Chaini says, listen, my dear Rabbanishle, I didn't ask for a torrential downpour. I want normal rain. I want average stuff. And it started to rain normally. Until the Yidin had to leave Yerushalayim to go to the Arabayat, which was on higher ground. The people came to Chani and they said, the same way you ask for rain, please, please daven that it should stop raining. Omar Lahem and Chani says, go out and see if the Evan Atayim has been covered with water, a specific stone. And he says, I need that stone to be covered. That way I know there was enough rain. Shimon ben Shetach sent the following message to Chani Amagel. And he says to Chani, Chani, you're lucky, you're a Chashvayid. Because, if you wouldn't be the famous Chani, who now got a new last name of Hamagil, I would put you in Cherim. How do you talk to the Rabbanishan like that? You seriously stand in a circle and you say, listen, God, I'm, I live in your house. I'm a Ben Bias. You listen to me? He says, I'm gonna put, I would put you in Cherim. But how could I do that? Because Hashem listened to you. <laughs> you just act, acted like a mechutzif in front of Hashem. And Hashem still listened to you. You know what this is like? This is similar to a kid who knows his father loves him anyway. So he talks like a mechutzif because he takes advantage of his father's love. And the parent gives in. And about you, the Pesach says, Listen, you're talking with chutzpah, but what can I tell you? The Rebbeinu Shalom is obviously happy to have you as his child. All right? It's such a beautiful story. And there's, if you take it step by step, there's really limudim in each thing. I just want to share one idea. When Chaini stood in the circle, and it started to drizzle, and he says, no, 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 no. And then it's a torrential downpour. And Chaini has to say, no, 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 no. I want average stuff. Why did that have to happen? Hashem doesn't know what to give. 
Hashem doesn't know what to give. So I saw a beautiful idea, which is that this story kind of reflects why there was a drought in the first place. Why does Tsaras come to Kal Yisrael? Ready for this? <coughs> There's two situations Kal Yisrael can be in where we just don't do well. And this applies in our personal lives as well. Number one is when there's poverty. When a person's poor, it's very hard to be a true Eved Hashem. When there's too little. So the word tsaris is from the word tsar, narrow. When a person doesn't have enough to take care of their families, so then things become very narrow. And it's very hard to truly retain focus. The opposite is true as well. When somebody has too much, they don't know what to do with all, their, with all these things. They don't know how to handle it. They're not mature enough to deal with all the shefa. That's also terribly detrimental. Right? This is what Chayni is saying. HaKadosh Baruch Hu sends a little bit. Chayni says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Klal Yisrael doesn't function well when we have a little. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I'll give tremendous shefa. And he says, Ebishto, we don't work well like that either. Yishman, Yeshurun, Vayivat, Yeshurun, Yiddish, Kla Yisrael became fat, then we kicked. When Kla Yisrael has too much, Nishgit either, right? But what, 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 what's the goal? To have, to have, to have enough, to have extra, but to have the, to, it's important that a person has the maturity to handle what comes their way. And then whatever comes, is Taka Bracha. And this is what's going on, just, just touch scratching the surface, what's going on with Chayni HaMagil representing Klal Yisro in front of the Rabbi Yisrael, he says, drizzle, no, Ebishta, no, too much, no. But, but we need something, right? That, 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 that is, uh, that's helpful. Mamash, a beautiful idea. All right. Let's say they declare a fast. And it starts to rain before daytime. You don't need to fast. But let's say they declared a fast, and now it's after Netzachama. Then Yashlimu. Even if it starts to rain, you'll still complete the fast. If it's before Chatzais, you do not need to complete the fast. After Chatzais, you do need to complete the fast. Once you put in the action, you finish the action. If you haven't yet started the action, then it's permitted to hold off. A lot to learn, uh, a lot to allow to sink in as well from that idea. The nafkamina, the difference between being makabal something, accepting something, but not really starting it or following through, or starting something and then finishing. Each one has a different avayda. You know, sometimes it's very hard to start. But once you get started, you're good. Other times you get started, and that's when, the, that's when it becomes hard to continue. You know, the, the follow-through is hard. It once happened, there was a tainus, a fast declared in Lud. It started to before Chatzos. Rabbi Tarfin. Rabbi Tarfin says, You should now break your fast, and we should turn this day into a yomtiv. The Yatsu Ba'akhlu Bishasu Basu Yamtif, Rubo Bain Rabayim Bakaru Halagodal, they went out, they turned it into a Yamtif, 
and they came back and said hala. So you see from this story with Reb Tarfin that even if they started out as a fast, but now it became a rain, after Chatzais, they broke their fast and they turned it into a party. Okay. Zogt the Gemara. Let's start the Gemara over here. Seder Taniya Se'elu Ha'amur. Our Mishnah said in the beginning of the parak. When do we say these series of fasts? That's when the first rains do not start. Ask the Gemara, I'm going to ask you a contradiction. We said, if the first rains and second rains don't come, then we start davening. Only by the third Revia, when the third rains don't show up, do we begin fasting. So why are we saying over here that if the first rains don't show up in the regular time to start fasting, elsewhere we said, you wait until the third rains are held off. The order of Taniyas, when does it apply? That's when all three pass by and it still has not started raining. But if the rains already started falling, there will be And the, people's, the people planted, however, it did not yet sprout inami or tzamchu because of the nishtanu. It started to sprout, but it's not growing properly. Then that's when we begin to cry out and daven immediately. Omar of Nachman, Davka Nishtanu. The only time you begin to cry out immediately is when the crops begin to grow improperly. Avol Yavshulai. But if the crops are dr- just drying out, okay, that's not a reason to immediately start, start uh, calling out and crying out. Okay? Only when it's not growing properly, but not when it's getting ruined and drying out too, uh, and, and drying out too fast. Okay? So it says the Gemara, Pshita, Nishtanutnan, it says if it changed, there was something wrong. Why, would Rav, why does Rav Nachman decide that he has to point out that Yavshu was different? Yeah, that's fine. It's not a, what's your point? The Gemara says, no, there is a point here. The case where we're talking about is where they, um, everything started to dry up and then it started growing. Okay, like it dried, and now it's like continuing, but after it started drying out, so it ain't going to grow properly. I was about to say, that, listen, um, the mice had started growing, that's Nosehi, that's a hush of a thing to us, and therefore, listen, it dried out, but now it's continuing to grow, it's showing signs of life. I would say, yeah, you should, uh, you know, make a fast, and uh, cry out, and hopefully these crops will do well. Kamashalan, therefore, Nachman lets us know that that's not true. Okay? Once they start to dry out, we're not going to daven for those crops. The only time you do daven is without drying out. They're just not growing normally. Period. Okay. Two lines from the bottom of Yudtes Amud Aleph. V'chein shapasku geshamim ben geshem legeshem, if there's 40 days in between the two rains. My Makas Batsaris. What does it mean the Makas Batsaris? Where there's a there's not enough food. I'm reviewing my rab. It's the type of maka, the type of plague that's gonna to bring to a lack of food. Okay? Now the Gemara is going to explain 
how you lead, what, what type of circumstances lead to a lack of food. Amar Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman says, Nahara anahara, when you, bitsurta. Uh, uh, if you have um, from one river to another river, that is considered bitsurta. That's considered a lack of food. What does it mean one river to another river is considered a lack of food? This means that when one side of the river has food and the other side of the river doesn't have food, so there's a food shortage on one side and not the other. It's not considered a, it's not considered a, a famine happening, but there's just not enough food. Medinta, medinta, kafna. And also from state to state, so to speak. Um, also, kafna, I'm sorry, not also, but in such a circumstance, then it's considered a full-fledged famine. There's really not enough to, to, go in a, to go around in a vast area, okay? So, when one town doesn't have enough food, that's called a food shortage. I, the other town has food, yeah, but the town without food is going to come by from them, so there's really not enough to go around. However, if you have larger states, larger countries, cities, whatever it is, where there's a lack of food, then it, it, that's called a famine. Biyomar of Chanina, Chanina explains, and he says, and this is basically just give us examples of inflation. He says, if, um, if, if it's normal for a sa'a, which is a measurement of wheat, to be sold for a sella, however, you have a lot of wheat, so there's a lot of wheat to buy, so bitsorta. That means that there's really, you got to be concerned that there's just not enough food. There's a food shortage. But the maisa, yeah, it's still not an exorbitant amount. Uh, to go buy it, and it's available. However, if you have four sa'a for a sella, kafna, that's considered a famine. Okay, when you have inflation like that, or we'll, we'll explain, you know, just put it into very simple terms. What's the, what if, what's the purpose of money? What does money do? Money's meant for a positive, constructive use. For a person to just hoard money. For the sake of money, what's money going to do for the person? Garnished. You need to be smart with it and use it for in ways that's going to be, that's going to be used constructive. If you, if you have a hundred million dollars but no food, you have, you have nothing. Right? That's what he's pointing out. Says Reb Hanina, if you have all the money in the world, you have all the money, but you can't even buy a little, a little bit of wheat. That's a famine, right? I, we're all wealthy, but there's no food, right? And therefore, the, the financial wealth is not achieving, the, the, the financial thing is, is not achieving its purpose of being able to purchase for the person to be productive. This is when Money is, is cheap, meaning there's a lot of money to go around, but food is very expensive. If, if, if there's a shortage of money, right? if there's not enough money, somebody does not have enough money, then even if things are cheap, that's also something. Meaning, granted, money is only, met, is only useful if you have what to use it for. However, money is important. It's a very important thing. Okay, Money... Is, it, it helps society, not only for tzedakah, but it, it really keeps the world moving around. And therefore, he says, if there's not enough money within a community, there's not enough money within the family, there's not enough money within them, 
that is considered an immediate issue. And Masriyam Aleyamiyad, we're going to cry out immediately under those circumstances. I remember when four saw were one celebab and a fishi nefichi kofam betveria midales asar, but people were still starving. Okay, why? I there was a little bit, yeah, but the mice they didn't have any money. <laughs> the mice didn't have any money. So it's it's very. It, this is such a an important um, economic gemara. It's very important economic gemara. Because the, the teachings over here are letting us know to that as much as as much as the tachlis of financial wealth is to be able to earn to, to purchase or get something else, whether it's something needed for life, whether it's a convenience, a chvez, whatever it is. But just to say that the economical side, the financial side of it, oh, it's, it's garnish money. No, that's wrong too. That's wrong too. There's a chashivas that's that's uh, given to this. Yardulus machem If rain falls for the crops, but not for the trees, bishmulus machem It makes sense if it falls for the crops, not for the tree. It makes sense when you have lighter rains. We don't have heavy rains. Remember, we said heavier rains are good for the trees. Leilam machem trees and not for the crops. That's when only rains hard. It rains hard, but it doesn't rain soft enough to impact the crops. There's enough rain for the crops and the trees, but not enough to fill up all the irrigation ditches and the wells. You have both heavier rains and lighter rains, but there's not enough. You can have enough water to fill up all the wells and the irrigation ditches, but there's not enough for the trees and the crops. How do you ever find a case, ask the Gemara, where the wells are full, irrigation ditches are full, but guess what? The trees and the crops are drying out. How is it possible? The Asya Bishfichusa. Okay? The situation here, here is where there was this fascinating, there was a strong um, torrential um, torrential uh, rains or torrential downpour. And what happens over here is the wells are going to fill up. you got puddles. But the way that it impacts the earth at this moment, it hasn't impacted it. Just a ton of water. Hasn't really had time to go ahead and sink in. And therefore, it's still considered a time of tsar. Okay. Period. End of that discussion. Tanu Rabbanam. The rabbis learned, and so should we. We are now up to the fourth wide line on Yud Tes, Amud Beis, 19b. Here we go. Beginning of the line. Tanu Rabbanon, the rabbis learned, so should we. Masriyan Ali Lonois, Befreis HaPesach. We cry out for rain. Befreis HaPesach. If there's not enough water when it comes to Pesach, which is the end of the rainy season. And if there's not enough water to fill up all the wells and the irrigation ditches and the watering holes, okay, then you uh, you start crying out uh, when a sukkah is time. If there's not enough water to drink, you, you cry out immediately. And what is considered immediately as far as these issues are concerned? Okay, it means that coming Monday, Thursday, Monday, we only cry out in their locales. 
in the locations, the places that are being impacted, that's where they daven. The Askara, and Askara, which is one of the most painful deaths, listed elsewhere in the Gemara, Askara is when there's a, it's like a, a, a tightening of the throat, okay? And it's, it's a, a plague that's going around. The Askara, if the Askara is going around the community and causing death in that way, then we got to get together and cry out. If it's causing pain but not causing death, we don't cry out as a general public. When it comes to locust, even a little bit, you have to assume it's going to turn into a bigger issue. And everybody cries out together. Even for chagav, locusts, if you see a little bit, you could expect that it's going to become a public issue. And we begin to cry out immediately. The rabbis learned that's why the rabbis, we cry out if there's not enough water for the trees. Bishar Shnei Shavua. Um, during years that are not during Shemitah. For the wells and the watering ditches, the watering pits, even during Shemitah, if there's not enough water in there, people have nothing to drink, and therefore we cry out. Rav Shemuel says, even during, even during Shemitah, we're going to cry out for the trees. Because the trees... Give Parnassah to Aniyim. What happens during Shemitah? The lands become Hefker. So the Aniyim could go and take everything. So granted, I, I, we're not going to dive in during Shemitah because it's not my tree. True. But the tree belongs to Aniyim. So if you see trees that are not getting enough rain and they're not producing, we should dive in. This way the trees produce and the poor people have plenty of Hefker trees to go collect food from. Tani Idach, we learned in a Brisa. Similarly, Masriyam Alilonis, we cry out if there's not enough rain for the trees, Bishar Shnei Shavua, every year besides for Shemitah, Al HaBayrez, Vazichan HaMaras, Afilu B'Shviyas, Barasichan you cry out even during Shemitah because you need the water to drink. Rav Shemuel Oymer, Rav Shemuel says, even if there's not enough water for a tree, um, you daven uh, right away, Masriyan Al Asvichan B'Shviyas, and we cry out, pshh, we cry out for, for the Svichan and Shviyas, anything that grows, has proper parnasa for the aniyim, the crops, the trees, and therefore we should, we should rightfully daven for the aniyim. Beautiful. Yeah, very, it's a very sensible brisa. There's not much to expound upon. You know, as Yidin, we know. What does it mean? What's a Yid who only davens for himself? When it's my tree, I daven. When it's my tree, I expect other people to daven. But all of a sudden, the Aniyim are the ones gaining from the tree. I'm not going to daven. <laughs> Both prices are saying, the nivra. that doesn't exist in the mind of a Yid. Of course. Granted, it's not my tree this year. The Aniyim are going to gain from it. There's no Shaila that, uh, that we need to be davening. Okay. Tanya. We learned in a Brisa. Amr of Allah ben Prater. Allah ben Prater says, Miyam Shekhar Beis Mikdash on the day the Beis Mikdash was destroyed. Nasu Gisham Tzimukim Le'aylam. Yes. Rain doesn't fall the way it used to. They don't make it like they used to. Therefore, some years there's a lot of rain. And there's other years where there's limited rain. 
There's some years where the rain comes down the proper season. Doesn't come down the proper season. When you have a year where the rains are falling properly, what's similar to an Evet, a servant who gives, who, who gets paid every Sunday. Okay? You got paid weekly. Somebody who's got a weekly paycheck so they know what they have for the week. You have enough food from Sunday, Sunday through Shabbos. You have enough food. So too, when rain is in its proper time, everything works systematically. A year where it doesn't come down um, in its proper time. What is it similar to a, a, a servant whose master pays him only on Friday. Okay? Now, what happens if you get your paycheck Friday afternoon? Are you going to have time to go shopping for Shabbos with the, with the money? Not necessarily. You've got to take it to the bank. You've got to cash the check. Then you've got to go buy from the, from the store. Then you've got to go bake, your, you gotta, you know, uh, bake and cook your food. Not so simple. If you're only getting your money on a Friday, what are you going to do? You're going to make your challah in a very harried way. Right? You're not going to have the geshmaka homemade, uh, homemade uh, challah, especially that, what, the, the new thing, the sourdough that takes days to make. Yeah, you don't have the money. To purchase, uh, to, to purchase if your if your employer is only paying you on Friday afternoon, um, a year where rains where there's a lot of rain. What's similar to? A servant whose master gave him um, everything at once. He get beginning of the year. He says, "Here, you get you just here's your projects for the year. Take care of everything." Okay, what's going to come out is that you're going to you're going to be able to accomplish a lot. That's basically what we're uh, what we're dealing with because you're going to be able to keep things moving along constantly. And the isa, the dough that's that's uh, being eaten from the core is using up as much as the kav. Okay, put into our terms. You know, um, once you have your company up and running, so the the details are already understood, and it doesn't take as much time. You don't need to keep restarting the process. It's much easier. Okay? But a year where there's not a lot of rain, what's number two? It's a servant whose master gives him a little bit at a time what the rechayim, what the millstones would have ground up from a core, they only get it from a kav. And the same amount of dough they get from a core comes from a kav. Okay, also there's, a, there's an element of loss over there. Another pshat, bishman, when you have a lot of rain, what's similar to a person who's, who's uh, kneading clay, plaster, he's got a lot of water, so then you're, you're going to have with a proper texture of clay. But if he has a little bit of water, he's going to end up with a very loose type of plaster and it's not going to be kneaded properly. Okay.
period. Brand new brisa, which is going to take us to the bottom of today's daf and on to well into tomorrow's daf. So let's begin the brisa and we'll probably stop on the second line of tomorrow's daf. Let's go. Turn around the rabbis learn socially. Pamachas, one time, story. Olo, call Yisrael, the regular Yishlaim. All of Klal Yisrael were Ayla Regal for Yerushalayim, but like Hayyelah and Mayim Lishtais. And there wasn't enough water for everybody to drink. Halach Nakdima Megorian is Lad Nachar. Nakdima Megorian. Nakdima Megorian was an incredibly rich Jew. And he went to a Adenachar, to a, uh, what we call in Hasidish stories, a Paritz. Yeah? He went to one of the governors. He says, Lend me 12 wells of water. I want to give, I want to open up a soup kitchen for all the Yidin that are being Ayla Regal. I will give you back. Give me, lend me 12 wells, and uh, you know, at a later time, I'll give you 12 wells. Okay? Now, how's he going to give him 12 wells? He has no water. So he's relying on Akadosh Baruch who's sending him water at a later time. Okay. And if I don't give the water back, I'll give you 12 kikar kez, like 12,000 bars of silver. And he says, by this date, I'm going to either give you back your full wells or this incredible amount of money. Guess what? The time to pay up came and the wells are empty. So the morning, this guy... Ooh, is he excited? So he sends a message to Nakdimen, Shagali, pay up day. Yeah, the stores are open. It's 9 a.m. Banks are open. Either the money or the wells. Shalach Nakdimen said, You're right. I'll, I'll pay you today. It's only 9 a.m. I'm not in a rush. I got the whole day to pay you back. Stop getting so excited. Come on. No fooling around, Jew. Yeah? Pay me the water or the money? It's all day. It's now towards the evening. It says, pay up. The banks are about to close. And this governor laughed. At Nakdimon, Omar, and he says, Kol It hasn't rained for an entire year. That's why you Jewish people who went to be Eile Regal were, were famished and thirsty. Top of tomorrow's daf, and all of a sudden you expect in the next few minutes to help you out. It's going to start raining. What are you a fool? Yeah, Meshuga. And he went into the base Hamerchatz Besimcha. He knew that he his money was coming. Boy, was he happy. And we'll hold it here for today. We're going to leave the story as a cliffhanger because the story goes down to Mamish, the middle of today's on, but it's a very long story. So we're going to stop in the middle here. The story of Rakdima Mengorian, who borrowed money, borrowed a water. On behalf of all the Kal Yisrael, we'll hold it here for this evening. And Bez Hashem tomorrow, pick up from the middle of the story on the second line with Ad Sheha Odoin Nichnas. All right, have a wonderful, wonderful Yom Tif, everybody. Have Freilich and Chanukah.